Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. Hello, my friends. I am so happy to be here with you today. This is our fifth anniversary of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I have been recording this podcast for five years. And at the time of me recording this, I'm doing it a few weeks in advance. um, We just found out that last month was our biggest month yet in terms of listenership. We had 125,000 downloads, which to me is pretty incredible because I had no clue what this show would become when I picked up the mic five years ago. Um, And I'm so honored to be able to show up each week and grateful for your listenership. I appreciate every single time that you share this show with a friend, with a family member, with a colleague, with a coworker, on the socials, wherever. Um, It is my mission and continues to be to get very well-researched, organized, high-level information into the hands of as many people as possible and to continue to keep that free to consumer. So we've been doing it for five years. I'd love to do it for five years more. I do want to shout out our show sponsors. They make this show possible. You know, it's awesome. We want to support them. It's really important in this day and age where we're just like hungrily consuming content to pause for a minute and think about the people that make it possible to produce the content that we're consuming. So we want to shout out Organifi. They make some awesome powders. A lot of you use them and love them. I have been really vibing with their pumpkin spice, you know, tis the season. Um, you know, that's the basic bee in me coming out. So pumpkin spice, it's this, it's their gold powder, which is like a turmeric based golden milk, but they add lots of yummy things. I have been making this smoothie. I have to tell you about it. I can't stop. Won't stop. So I use, uh, what do I use? Sweet potato. I chop up sweet potato and I, I make it ahead of time. So I kind of like batch cook sweet potato. I just chop it up, put it in my instant pot and steam it literally takes three minutes to steam it when I chop it up. And then I keep that I don't even peel it or anything. I just keep all of that in a um, glass container. And then in the morning, I grab some, throw it into my blender. I also add baby spinach. I add frozen cauliflower. So it's chock full of veggies. I add sun butter. And then I put in some protein powder. Organifi makes a great protein powder too. I add a scoop of the pumpkin spice gold powder. I add a little bit of sea salt and some non-dairy milk. So coconut milk, almond milk, whatever. Blend that up. That has been my 
absolute. I also add a little bit of extra cinnamon. That has been my go-to smoothie. I look forward to it every morning. So check it out. Try it. You can head to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash funk. Use the code funk. It'll save you 20% off anything you buy. If you'd like to conquer sleep with Ned's dream set, functional nutrition podcast listeners get 15% off with code funk. Go to helloned.com forward slash funk or enter code funk at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Today kicks off a series that I will be doing about autoimmunity. It's been a long time coming. For uh, those of you who are potentially new to the show and don't know my story, um, autoimmunity is something that's very near and dear to my heart. After I gave birth to my daughter eight years ago, I was uh, got pretty sick and about a year later was diagnosed with an autoimmune illness. And that really pitched me into a whole new world, a new um, level of my career, a new level of understanding about my body, a new level of understanding about health. And holy smokes, there's a lot to say on this topic. The catalyst for this series uh, was actually my cousin. And recently she got some blood work that was a little bit troubling. And she brought it to me and she's like, what does this mean? And what do I do? And I realized that there is no easy answer. And this isn't even as simple as recording one podcast to unpack autoimmunity. It is a lot. There's a, there's, it is a lot and it's really, really misunderstood. Um, it's misunderstood by health care practitioners, by doctors, by clinicians, by specialists, that is true for conventional medicine, but also alternative health as well. And it's really misunderstood by patients, by people. Uh, autoimmunity is ranked number one in the list of most popular health topics that are requested by callers to the National Women's Health Info Center. So when people are calling up looking for information, autoimmune disease is the number one thing. People are searching for information. They do not know what to do. They don't know where to turn. And so my hope, my intention in recording this series is that I provide you with information to help you understand autoimmunity a bit more. My hope and my intention is that you share this information, you share this series as a resource to people in your life who can use it. I'm going to do my best to be as thorough as possible uh, without overwhelming you with information. Recently, uh, I recorded an episode, episode 222, where I talked about how, particularly for women, we are kind of taught that our bodies are really complex and um, we can't really handle the complexity that is our body. And we shouldn't be taught these big, scary things. And I don't, I don't buy into that. I do believe that knowledge is power. And once we understand something, we can take action steps to change that. So I'm going to try to, to give you as much info as I can. 
What I want to say, this is a disclaimer and a very important one. I have two important disclaimers. So pretty much, please don't listen unless, don't listen to the rest of the show unless you're willing to listen to these two disclaimers. One, I know that I have a lot of practitioners and clinicians that listen to this show. And for that, I am grateful. I am a little humbled definitely honored. Um, I do feel that I have a bit of a unique spin on health. And I think I put out, uh, ideas that maybe, um, aren't, you know, being put out in other spaces. And so I, I'm so truly grateful that, that so many practitioners tune in. This show is not for practitioners. This series is for clients, for patients, for the general population who are struggling. And I say this because as we'll unpack in this series, autoimmunity is really misunderstood. And the fact that it's so misunderstood, sometimes it's overly simplified, especially in the alternative health spaces. And when we do that, we fail our clients, we fail our patients, making it out to be so basic and so simplistic. We're not doing the real heavy lift that autoimmunity requires. And so when I say that this show is not for for practitioners, what I mean is that I am not giving you clinical tool sets and clinical skill sets in in this series. You should not be getting the bulk of your clinical education from podcasts. And I, I say that with, you know, some severity, especially when it comes to autoimmunity. If you do not have a deep understanding of the autoimmune process before listening to this, this is not sufficient enough information to guide your practice or your clinical treatment strategy. So please, I ask you, do not misuse this information. The information provided here, it's going to be thorough, but use it as a way to connect deeper with your clients who are struggling. Use it as a way to touch in with compassion for your clients or your patients. Share it with your clients or your patients as a way to help them seek answers, as a way to help them understand what's going on, as a way for them to feel more validated and feel less alone. But please do not use this as education to, dr- to guide your treatment strategies because it is not thorough enough for that. Now, my other disclaimer is if you are somebody struggling with your health and tuning into this show for this reason, if you are going to listen to this series, please commit to seeing it all the way through to the end. I don't know how long it's going to be yet, (laughs) so I would tell you if I knew. Um, The reason that I say that this is that some information about autoimmunity is grim. Based on our current understanding and based on our current model, some of this stuff can feel really scary and a little bit hopeless. But I am committing to giving you the information. Like I talked about in that episode 222, I believe that you can handle information about your own body. And I believe that the unknown, we have, there's so much unknown 
with autoimmunity. And this unknown creates a lot of fear. Uh, our brain likes to know what to expect. Our brain doesn't like the unknown. So when we're kind of free falling in this, like, yeah, we don't know what you've got. We don't really know why you have it. Oh, you do have autoimmunity, but we don't know what caused it. It's like a big question mark. This creates fear and that fear, fear creates real chemicals in your body that are not in alignment with health. Fear, living in a chronic fear state, creates a situation in your physical body that can actually trigger and exacerbate more immune activation. So I don't like leaving people free falling through the unknown. And like I said earlier, knowledge is power and it gives you a good place to start. And like, (laughs) if we're talking about body complexity, there's probably nothing more complex than our immune system. So we're going to get into that complexity. And what I also want you to understand is that caring for your immune system can be simple. So I don't want you to feel like a sitting duck. I don't want you to walk away from this series feeling like chicken little, the sky is falling. There's nothing I can do. I am doomed. I want you to walk away feeling empowered, feeling like there are things that you can do. Um, but I might not be able to unpack all of that in one episode. So please stay through to the end. If you're going to do it, see it all the way through. The week that I am recording this episode, uh, the founder of Patagonia transferred ownership of the company. So all profits will go to help fight climate change. And something he said, I was reading uh, a letter. I don't know if it's a letter or a speech he gave. I was reading it in written format. And he said, truth be told, there were no good options available. So we created our own. And I see exactly this with autoimmunity. Right now, treatment options don't look good. And there are people at the forefront of this. And I might even like put myself in that category, humbly so, who are saying, okay, there are other, there's no great options right now. So let's take our understanding of all of the things that we know and create new ones. So I'm going to talk about that. So you got to stick around for that. You got to stick around for the hopeful messages too. So the reason that I'm creating this series is because autoimmune patients are really at a loss. Like I said, people are searching for information. They don't know what to do. On average, it takes four years in up to 20 medical professionals to even receive an autoimmune diagnosis. So in this time, in, in, honestly, it can take longer than that. Um, in this time, people are bouncing around from doctor to doctor to doctor to healthcare professional to specialist and talking about their symptoms. 45% of autoimmune patients have been labeled as chronic complainers. So these patients are being gaslit. I've talked about the medical gaslighting that takes place. This is where it's happening with these chronic mystery health syndromes is like something's really wrong and we're being told nah, I think you're just, you're just a little crazy. Maybe a little bit uh, of a hypochondriac, right? I've talked about that premise multiple times over on the show. 
what is happening is that somebody might not actually have the diagnosis criteria. We'll, we'll probably get into that in the next episode, the diagnosis criteria for actually getting diagnosed with an autoimmune illness. So somebody might not be at the point where they have the criteria to be diagnosed. They might be more in the early stages. So it's not being caught. The autoimmune process is still happening but they're bipping around and bopping around from specialist to specialist trying to get answers and they're not getting answers. Um, there is an association called the American autoimmune related disease association that has some pretty great facts about autoimmunity and stats, I should say. And, um, they say medical education provides minimal learning about autoimmune disease. Specialists are generally unaware of interrelationships among the different autoimmune diseases or advances in treatment outside their own specialty area. So this reminds me so much of what Gabor Mate said in when the body says no, the more specialized doctors become, then the more they know about a body part or an organ, and the less they tend to understand the human being in whom that body, uh, in whom that part or organ resides. Autoimmunity requires a complete, full body, whole human approach. And yet modern medicine is uber, uber, <laughs> uber. I was combining the words uber and ultra ultra specialized. Okay. My Massachusetts accent just came out thick. Uh, we have different specialists, right? We have an, a rheumatologist that specializes the, in the joints, but there's no autoimmune specialist. There's no autoimmunologist. It's one of the most common diseases in the world, but we don't have a specialist for it. Like an immunologist is a researcher. I mean, an immunologist is not a clinician. So we don't have this one specialist for all autoimmunity. But what we know, so much autoimmunity overlaps. So this becomes a problem. This is why people are slipping through the cracks. This is why people are not really being uh, supported in a way that we need them to be supported. And by the way, this is equally as bad in alternative medicine. This is not just a dig at conventional medicine. We just don't have a lot of practitioners and clinicians that can provide this full body, whole human approach that is so necessary for autoimmunity. And so we have people who are suffering, millions of people. Uh, NIH estimates that 23.5 million Americans have autoimmune disease, and this is full blown disease. Um, not the, not just having the presence of antibodies, but a full blown disease. And then the American autoimmune related disease association estimates that it's actually closer to 50 million. So a lot of people struggling spirits are broken. Um, people are lacking in trust in their providers. They're lacking in trust in the healthcare system. They lack lacking in trust in their own bodies. Somebody on Instagram said, autoimmunity makes me feel like I've failed my body somehow. <sighs> right? It's, that's heavy stuff. That is heavy stuff. And this is how people feel. People are overwhelmed with having to tell their story one more time to one more person. People have experienced gaslighting, being told 
there's nothing wrong with you being labeled as a chronic complainer, being perceived as a hypochondriac, not just from healthcare providers, but from family and friends, maybe coworkers and peers. We're saying something's wrong with my body, but we have no concrete evidence that something's wrong. We have no diagnosis to show for it. So people don't understand. People can feel isolated. People can feel alone. People can start to feel a lot of shame. Uh, This really feeds a loop. Like my body is broken. There's something wrong with me. Nobody can help. My case is too complex for other people to figure this out. Like why even bother? It, It creates this big shame loop. And I have a theory about the connection between shame and autoimmunity that we will unpack. So stick with me. And then on top of this, 78% of all patients diagnosed with autoimmune diseases are women. So one out of 12 women will be diagnosed or will have autoimmunity in one out of 24 men. So the stats aren't great, but they're doubly bad for women. And I have theories about this. We might get into it later on, or you might just have to wait for my book to come out. I don't know. So let's talk about what autoimmunity actually is. The basic concept of autoimmunity is that this occurs when our immune system creates antibodies against human tissue, our own tissue, our our own proteins in our body. So some self tissue is being attacked by the immune system. And that is what is classified as autoimmune disease. I, you will hear me use the word attack a lot, self attack. I have some theories about this as well. I do not like to look at our bodies as something that just turns on a dime as something that's just going to attack for no reason. That really pitches us into a hypervigilant, on-guard state. And that is not congruent with health. So I'm going to kind of present this information. And then towards the end of this, this series, we're going to unpack this like a little bit more in depth, how we look at ourselves, how we look at our bodies, how we view our immune system, how we view our bodies and our health is super important. So stick around. But for now, you'll hear me use that word attack. So you can have autoimmunity against any part of your body. And it can be classified in two ways. It can be organ specific, something like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, where you are creating antibodies against your thyroid, or it can be systemic. We'll get into more detail further, further along in the series about that. So systemic is body-wide. There are over a hundred types of autoimmunity and they just kind of keep going. So we have type one diabetes, we have rheumatoid arthritis, we have psoriasis, MS, lupus, IBD, irritable bowel disease, that's the Crohn's and the colitis, Addison's disease, Graves, Hashimoto's, Sodrin's, pernicious anemia, celiac disease. So this is just a small chunk of, uh, of conditions that are classified as autoimmunity. But like I said, there's over a hundred. 
Now, for this series, I am probably speaking to two different populations. One is that those who have already been diagnosed with an autoimmune illness, so you know you have autoimmunity, so you're here looking for management and help. And the other group is those who have chronic, ongoing, mystery, health syndromes and symptoms, but haven't officially been diagnosed with autoimmunity. So I want to give you some red flags that you might be dealing with autoimmunity. Number one is that nothing has cured you. So you might have tried various treatments, various strategies, uh, different practitioners, different protocols, different things, and different diets. And maybe some things have helped you temporarily, but nothing has really stuck long-term. And you've been sick and you've been struggling for years. So that can all be real red flaggy for autoimmunity. If you are somebody who is hyper-reactive to lots of foods So you have a lot, a lot, a lot of food sensitivities. You react to a lot of different foods and or chemicals. So like things like smells or fragrances or um, getting exposure to like molds and things like that. You're just very hyper reactive to your environment. That can be a red flag. If you have... um, kind of like a a collection of diagnoses, like I've got this and I've got this and I've got this and I've got this, that can be a red flag for autoimmunity. And if you've been through the ringer, you've seen so many different providers, you have tried so many different supplement protocols, you've got like lab test upon lab test upon lab test, and you're still not better, that's usually underlying autoimmunity, whether you've been diagnosed with it officially or not. And we're going to quickly interrupt this discussion to shout out one of our show sponsors. As a reminder, the support of our sponsors is what allows the Functional Nutrition Podcast to continue to pump out new content to you. So we always thank them. We hope that you support them too. All right, my athletes and my fitness freaks, are you getting enough electrolytes? You kind of need them. They're kind of a big deal. You lose a lot through sweat, but just don't be replacing them with any of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no yuck. You need Element. It's not only delicious and wicked convenient, mixes in water super easily, but it also contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. You can get a free sample pack. That's eight single-serve packets for free with any Element order when you go to drinkelement.com forward slash Funk, the deal's only available through my unique link to thank you for listening to the show, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash F-U-N-K. You can try it risk-free. One thing that I hear from clients often is I used to be able to drink wine and now I can no longer tolerate. And there's a reason for that. We talk a lot on the show about processed food, but wine can be extremely processed as well. There are 76 additives legally approved for use in winemaking. This can be dyes, thickeners, GMO yeast, 
And the top 20 wines sold in the U.S., the most popular ones, all contain high levels of sugar. So my answer to that problem is dry farm wines. I've had a subscription for them uh, for years, and I absolutely love every single bottle they sell. They are organically, biodynamically grown, sugar-free, low alcohol, and they source wines from small family growers. So if you're like me and you enjoy the occasional glass of wine while you're cooking with your family, head to dryfarmwines.com forward slash funk. For Functional Nutrition Podcast listeners, they're offering an extra bottle in your first box for a penny. You get free shipping and delivery straight to your door. So check them out and enjoy. All right, back to the show. So I pulled my audience on Instagram. By the way, if you don't follow me over there, I'm the functional nutritionist, the dot functional, spelled with a K, dot nutritionist. And the one of the bigger questions that I got was, can this be cured? Is there a cure for this? Um, somebody asked, can it really be reversed? Traditional docs say no, and functional docs say yes. So we're going to get into a little bit of the difference between conventional, traditional medicine and functional medicine. But first, I will say that remission is possible, but current treatment strategies aren't really doing a great job getting people there. So we do, we need a different approach. Just like our boy Vaughn from Patagonia said, like, it doesn't exist. So we're going to create something new. That's kind of where we're at with autoimmunity. Autoimmunity, according to our current understanding of human physiology and health is not curable. So if somebody's full on telling you that they can cure autoimmunity, that's a red flag. Okay. Because it's not. And, um, we do, it is very possible to get someone into remission and to keep them there, or at the very least to help folks navigate flares and relapses. The, as somebody who struggled with autoimmunity in the past, um, I can tell you that the hardest part about a flare or a relapse, other than just like feeling like shit, you know, um, is the story that you're telling yourself about it. Um, is this my forever? Is this my new normal? Am I going all the way back? Because we can put in so much effort into feeling better and then we feel better. We're like, yes. And then we can have a little blip, a little flare, and we can be like, oh my God, am I going back to the dark place? It is such an incredible mind F because you're like, I thought I was doing so well. What happened. So you want to make sure that whomever you're working with as your healthcare provider understand that, understands this, like deeply understands this, that flares just might be part of the picture and it's okay if that happens and here's how we're going to navigate it. I will say this. Um, I also personally profoundly believe in the body's ability to do really miraculous things. Um, a few years back, I was in a real fear spiral about my health. Um, I was showing signs of things happening in my body that really freaked me out. And I got very kind of um, infatuated 
with spontaneous remission. And I was like, I want to understand how this happens and why this happens and what's going on with this. And, um, I deeply believe how I pulled myself out of this, the hole, um, and was able to heal my own self and put my own autoimmunity into remission is through what I uncovered during this phase of my life, which is essentially the body's ability to impact our body. And it, it's my, I, I've, I've uh, been in, the, in this field for 15 years, um, and I have always the mind body connection has always been at the forefront of my work, but I really understood the research in such a new way and saw it through a different lens that I was all in on this. Um, our beliefs absolutely inform our biology, our physical bodies. And, um, I teach a lot of these concepts in a course that I created called the body intentions breakthrough. So that's available on my site. I will link it up in the show notes. Um, anytime, anywhere you can grab that. You can be, it can be a companion guide to whatever modality you're using, whatever you're doing, whatever practitioner you're working with, uh, whatever diet you're on, you can use this in conjunction with it, but it's really about, um, the mind and how we can harness the power of the mind, um, using, uh, principles from psychoneuroimmunology and um, uh, neuroscience and concepts of neuroplasticity and uh, epigenetics and all sorts of really, really fascinating things, um, but putting it into a practical treatment strategy for yourself. So check that out if you're if you've been struggling with something for a while. Um, that is profound, pro profoundly helpful. So I know that it's very uh, frustrating potentially to hear that autoimmunity based on our current understanding does not have a cure. And I will also say that like anything is possible when it comes to our human bodies. And I truly, truly believe that there is a review paper that I will share in the show notes, um, entitled the treatment strategies of autoimmune disease may need a different approach from conventional protocol. Autoimmune disease is one of the emerging non-communicable diseases. Remission is a possibility in autoimmune disease, but current treatment strategies are not able to achieve this. We have well-established protocols for infections, oncology, metabolic diseases, and transplantation, which are often used as models for the management of autoimmunity. Studies and observations suggest that in contrast to diseases used as a role model, autoimmune disease has wide variability, different causative and pathogenic process, which is highly dynamic, making the current treatment strategies fall short of expected complete remission. So what this paper is saying is that remission is possible, but the way that we're approaching treatment for autoimmunity isn't getting us there. There is misunderstanding and there are extreme gaps in treatment strategies. And I'm not saying this to discourage you. I am saying this so that before you enter into a relationship with a practitioner, you really understand all of the facts. So I, there are really two different ways of looking at autoimmunity through the conventional healthcare model lens and then through the functional medicine lens. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that one is better than the other. I think they're all failing, falling short, to be honest. Um, 
I'm not going to spend too much time unpacking the difference between conventional medicine and functional medicine. I've spoken pretty extensively about the difference between the two. So um, you can check out episode 212, which is a functional medicine approach to labs. You can listen to episode 220, where I talk specifically about hormones and the difference between the two approaches. But as far as autoimmunity goes, the conventional medicine approach is to essentially shut down different uh, factions of the immune system through immunosuppressants. So kind of a high overview of these drugs. They're referred to as biologics or biologic response modifiers. And there are four main categories. There's uh, TNF inhibitors, interleukin inhibitors, B-cell inhibitors, and T-cell inhibitors. So, you know, notice the word inhibit. That's exactly what they do. They inhibit different factions of the immune system, different cells, different uh, parts of the immune system. And so they're blocking these different things. Uh, They do not modulate the immune system, which is really what we kind of need uh, in terms of like a long-term treatment strategy. So the risk of these biologics is that they raise your risk of infection because they are weakening, they're inhibiting your immune system, right? But what I will say is that some people kind of need to be on them. Uh, there's, I think there's a lot of shaming that goes on potentially in uh, functional medicine and um, alternative health spaces that say we should not at any cost go on these immunosuppressants. And I get it. And also I have been in clinical practice long enough to say that some people actually need them. And I have seen them pull people, you know, into remission. And, um, I think it's important that we practice practice based on the needs of our clientele versus on our own dogma. Um, I think that's really, really, really important. But they they do kind of come with with some significant risks, and so you always want to do some risk assessment um, with your provider. That's very important. The thing that frustrates me the most about the conventional approach to autoimmunity is that. The way that I see it is that patients are being lied to. I just had a client who was recently diagnosed with colitis, a type of IBD, and her gastroenterologist told her unequivocally, diet and lifestyle will not make a difference here. This makes me irate, absolutely irate. You mean to tell me that an autoimmune illness of the colon has nothing to do with diet. Give me a break. It it just could not be further from the truth. Diet, nutrition, and lifestyle is a critical part of managing autoimmunity. And it can be life-changing for people. That's the good news. So I promise, I promise you that we will get to that in this series. That's the good news. Our, we cannot separate out our immune system from the life that we're living. We cannot separate out. Our immune system is in constant communication with the world around us. That includes our food. That includes our sleep. That includes our stress. That includes how much time we get exposed to nature or not. It, all of it matters. All of it matters and can can make such profound and significant uh, changes to our health. So I think to tell a patient that this won't matter is to pull healing in remission off the table for them. Like enough is enough. 
get up with the current research, my dudes, you know, like, come on, man, that shit pisses me off. So I will tell you that it's more hopeful than that. And you have more control and more, um, power when it comes to your health than you've been taught in the past. Okay. So in terms of the causes of autoimmunity, this is where things get a little squirrely. So like I said, there's more than 100 autoimmune conditions, but the exact causes are unknown. Despite the fact that autoimmune disease is one of the most common chronic illness in the world, we don't really understand what specifically causes it. And this is what I was trying to say earlier. For autoimmune patients, not having any explanation of how things got started, the not knowing creates stress and it creates fear. It's so dysregulating for our nervous system. It's like, it's this idea that the body makes mistakes, the body attacks itself, we're a victim to the environment, we just fall victim to circumstance, we're a sitting duck, we're just here, we're just like these, these mysteries, these enigmas, just sitting back waiting for something bad to happen with no explanation of how things got started. So again, episode 222, I mentioned per, you know, perceiving our bodies as mysteries isn't really helpful. That's not really conducive to healing. So where functional medicine excels is that it takes more of a systems biology approach where we're studying the dynamics of the interacting systems rather just focusing solely on one system in the human body. In doing so, we can begin to uncover root causes, why things happened. The conventional approach recognizes that illness does just pop out of thin air. We have a lot more power over our health than we've been taught. We're not just sitting ducks. And we have this profound belief in the body's innate capacity to be healthy and to heal. We believe that the body is always trying to heal itself. So if that's not happening, we have to ask why. Conventional medicine is really good at saying you have this right? Not, not, maybe not in the case of autoimmunity, generally speaking, you have this, but not so good at saying why. So with conventional, or excuse me, with functional medicine, the labs that we run and the reference ranges uh, that we use are trying to assess for early prediction to identify imbalance of normal physiology so we can address those underlying dysfunctions and root causes, ideally before it gets to a pathological disease state. So we have the opportunity with this approach to restore balance or prevent and reverse the disease state. And I love it. And that's why I occupy this space. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's, 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 we can make huge impacts on people's health using this model. Um, and we're going to, by the way, we'll get into specific testing for autoimmunity, not in this episode because uh, we won't have time, but probably next, next time around. Um, so I do believe in the functional medicine model. And what I will tell you is that the functional medicine approach to autoimmunity is oftentimes overly simplistic. One of my mentors said, functional medicine is very naive when it comes to autoimmunity because the functional medicine approach to autoimmunity is kind of like, you got to go to the gut, you know, got to heal, just got to heal the gut, got to heal up leaky gut. I have seen a lot of leaky gut protocols in my day, and I have seen exactly zero of them completely reverse autoimmunity. 
I am not saying that leaky gut or intestinal permeability isn't real or it isn't part of the autoimmune picture. I am just saying that it is way more complex and multifactorial than that. We know that the majority of our immune system does in fact reside in the gut. So it matters. Gut health matters. What's happening at the level of our uh, intestines and our microbiome, all of it matters. Our mucosal barrier systems, they matter. And also autoimmunity is not just the gut. It's not that simple. Reversing autoimmunity isn't as simple as fixing a GI map stool test or giving somebody glutamine for leaky gut. And anybody who is saying that doesn't understand it. That's a red flag. It is a complex web. And untangling, unpacking, dissecting this complex web looks differently for every single person. There is no linear model. There is no step-by-step model for healing autoimmunity because there are so many different variables that contribute to the autoimmune picture. So this is why algorithmic template-based cookie cutter medicine doesn't always work for these complex cases. So if we're getting into the arena saying, all right, let's go, I'm going to roll up my sleeves, get into this autoimmune stuff as a practitioner, we, we really, really, really need to understand and have some deep reverence for the complexity of this process. It is not just as simple as leaky gut. Okay. Clearly this is a passion point of mine. You can probably hear it in my voice, but I just, I get really, really frustrated at the overly simplistic uh, way that people in the functional medicine space kind of look at autoimmunity because then what happens, then what happens on the other side of that? You know, we have clients and and patients who have gone to the conventional model and they're not getting any answers and they're not getting any better. And then they hear about functional medicine and this root cause approach. And they're like, yes, this is what I need. This is it. And they go to the functional medicine approach and they go to the practitioner. And then the practitioner runs a stool test and a leaky gut panel on them and, you know, does all these bippity boppity boom things and not really understands the complex webs. And then the person doesn't get better. And then what happens? They self-flagellate. They go back into that shame spiral. It reinforces those pathways of like, I knew it. I knew it. Nobody gets this. Nobody can unpack my case. It is too complex. I'm too, I'm far too gone. I'm too broken. Do you know how demoralizing that is? So with autoimmunity, we have to kind of anchor back and say, okay, this is, this is not easy. This is not straightforward. And let's be willing to try some things out, both as the practitioner and as the patient. We got to give our, all give ourselves a lot more grace when it comes to healing autoimmunity. So that was the second set of questions that I got. How do you treat XYZ. How do you treat, I got tons and tons of questions submitted and it was, how do you treat RA? How do you treat Crohn's? How do you treat, um, celiac disease? You know, whatever, whatever diagnosis the person had received. And so 
what I want to say, and I think you'll start to understand this after we talk more about the immune system next, next week, this is the question isn't really like, how do I treat Hashimoto's or psoriasis or RA or colitis or fill in the blank with your unique, you know, hundred different autoimmune disease options with autoimmunity. The treatment isn't unique to the condition. It's unique to you because you have one underlying issue that's autoimmunity. So we have to figure out how do we untangle your unique complex web? How do we understand your unique triggers? Because it's going to look different than somebody else, even somebody else with the exact same autoimmune condition as you. Gosh, are you overwhelmed yet? (laughs) This is This is why it's taken me so long to record an episode about autoimmunity. Because like I said, it can feel overwhelming and it can seem really hopeless and grim, but it's not. So stick with me. What we do know is that environmental factors are a contributing factor to the web of autoimmunity. So in order to manage autoimmunity, because it it is absolutely possible to manage autoimmunity, it is absolutely possible to put it into remission to reverse it. So don't take that off the table as a potential for yourself. Don't, I won't let you do it. Won't let you sleep on your come up. Nope, not on my watch. So it's possible, but we have to understand the unique triggers for you. And so understanding your unique factors can be part of the healing process. And this is where the root cause approach really comes in. So what we're going to do in this series is unpack the different contributing factors to autoimmunity. And we'll talk about maybe signs and symptoms that this might be your bag, Um, some different testing that we can do to unearth what are your unique triggers. So we have the industrialized modern diet. It's a real shit show. Um, I've talked about it before, but I'm going to bring it back online in this series because it's so important. We uh, need to look at infectious agents, this concept of molecular mimicry. So certain microorganisms, uh, bacteria, viruses, parasites, fungus can trip up uh, the immune system and um, stimulate autoimmunity. Microbiome imbalance definitely a huge key player in autoimmunity. Genetic factors, you notice that's kind of like further on down the list because it's not that our genes are our destiny, but they can definitely influence um, a genetic predisposition plus environmental factors can definitely, you know, combine to turn on autoimmunity. Uh, Barrier breakdown, We'll talk about that next week, what our barriers are, chemical exposure, environmental toxicants, xenobiotics, just getting exposed to lots of different chemicals in the environment, childhood traumatic stress, adverse childhood experiences. Big one, big one. The more, the higher your ACE score is, the more likely you end up with an autoimmune disease later on in life. Um, Gabor Mate says, our immune system does not exist in isolation from daily experience. So all of our experience, our body, our body is like a, a holding receptacle for all of the experiences we have had in our life. So our body is a way that these things play out. And that absolutely needs to be part of the conversation when we're talking about autoimmunity. So the point is that there's always these multifactorial things leading up to the onset of autoimmunity. Um, 
you know, there might be one trigger, for example, an infection that you get a bacterial infection that triggers, that trips off autoimmunity, but it's not just the infection by itself. Um, there's a lot of different factors all combined to turn on this process. And so that is, like I said, what we're going to attempt to unpack in this series. So stick with me next week. We're going to talk a bit, bit about the immune system. We'll get into testing probably if we have enough time and, um, yeah, stay the course because I think you're going to learn a lot. And like I said, my intention is that you walk away from this empowered with more knowledge about your body with your condition and, uh, ways to figure out what's going on with you and also how to feel better. All right. I love you guys. I'll check you next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the functional nutrition podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.